podcast with an ass that refuses to quit. Bleeding. <laughs> oh my god. You just oh god. Yep. I am Bear. And I'm Wolf. And this is the Millennials Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We missed you. Yeah, I miss you more. Uh, I mean, yeah, we had to dust off your microphone. Yeah, because I wasn't here because so I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> a, a, a huge, huge. You know, your shit is so huge. Huge. Mike Pence likes to penetrate it. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of people messaged me after that saying, please never say anything like that again. Never read anything like that again. <laughs> so our next normal segment is the end <laughs> end of the show sex scene. <laughs> yeah, that, get ready. That's going to be a, a recurring thing. I'm just kidding. You know who we haven't had on the show in a while? Who? Satan. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. Anyway, welcome. Welcome back. I am Bear, as we have already previously stated. And uh, and this is this is Wolf. It still feels weird saying it because I kind of give myself a nickname. I mean, I bestowed it on you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody else calls me that. Like I've I've never been referred to as that except for on this podcast where we both where I introduced myself as Wolf. Well, people message me to call me Wolf. You're just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they don't. I uh, I I've I've gotten at least one message. At least one calling you Wolf. <laughs> and then in parentheses they put Chris. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great times. No, but yeah, we are we are here back again with you guys today, and we are going to be a little more serious than usual this episode. We just have some things that I think are worthwhile uh, to discuss due to recent events and, you know, um, current events and also recent events. Uh-huh. So, uh, before we go on, just let me remind you all that there is, uh, there is nothing free in this world, including this podcast. And the way that you can pay us, aside from sending us money, which I would really appreciate, is uh, <laughs> just tell people about the show. Tell tell everyone you know about it. Well, whoever you think would enjoy it, at least. And just, I would really appreciate that. Yeah, just not your boss. It'll get you fired. Yeah. Don't send it to my boss either. It'll get me fired. But, uh, Chris, you want to start us off today? No, I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's okay, because I just remembered that I forgot something. Oh, what's that? Oh, what's on your mind? I was going to ask you. What's on your mind? <laughs> it's too late. I already did it. Damn it. Um, well, what, what's on my mind is that Slipknot released a new album. and I knew you were going to say that. It's fucking awesome, dude. There's going to be one of two things I knew you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Slipknot released a new album, and it's fucking amazing. And I'm going to go see them next Friday, and I am so excited. I'm still so sorry that I can't go with you. I'm be heading back home to visit California. Yeah, so... Uh, all of you people that know him from California, just go and, uh, you know, rush him. Yeah, or don't. That's cool. Go too. meet him at the airport and kidnap him. Yeah, I'm be coming to uh, LAX <laughs> uh, at like 11 o'clock at night. So, so yeah, so the perfect time to do it. Less witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's on my mind. Aside from that, uh, we also started playing D and D, and there's the second one. I knew what, <laughs> I knew both the things you were gonna say. Yeah, no, I'm super into it. It's so much fun. I never tried it when I was younger, um, mainly because I didn't know anybody who who played it. Uh, I know that you played it, but mm-hmm. it was um, I don't know. I just wasn't interested in it back then. Yeah. And then when I finally became interested in it, I had no one to play it with. And now I'm finally playing it, and it's fucking fun. It is very fun. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's what's on my mind. What's on your mind, Chris? Uh, same thing, D and D, mostly. Like, cause I'm, I'm dungeon mastering. Mm-hmm. I'm DM. It's very different than playing, I think. And well, like, it's more work, right? Yeah, it's a lot more work. Like, I'm, I'm actually like today at work, like on my breaks, I was like writing stories and shit, like trying to throw some backstory together and like, what will our heroes do next? Yeah. Heroes, I mean, you're trying to do some pretty shady, shady shit, but yeah, it's pretty. Which also reminds me, uh, look, look out for our new D and D podcast. You know, just throwing into the other three hundred thousand D and D podcast. So no, we're gonna I'm do that. No, I mean, I'm down. We can, but I just don't think it'd be very good. No, <laughs> thing. no, I don't I'm think so a, either. I'm not a good DM yet. Well, I'm so. not, not not because of that, but simply because we don't really have a reliable group to play with. Yeah, that's like true. a constant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it would probably be uh, quite a quite a big gap between episodes. I think. Yeah. So I feel it. Yeah. But anyway, um, Chris, go ahead and start us off with uh, our first topic of the day. Okay. I'm going to kind of kick it back um, just to get into our kind of, I could say, debate cast what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Is we're going to kind of be having a debate today. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start off with the uh, two shootings that happened recently. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I mentioned it last week on the episode, on the podcast. I didn't want to go into it at all, really, because it was all still relatively new. I mean, yeah. it happened the same day that that I, that I recorded with Moon. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, it's it's been a week since then. And, uh, and you know, we, we, we can talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, there's also a little bit more information out. We're yeah. not going to name any names or anything just because we don't want to give them any credit. Yeah. Um. Cause that's what they're seeking. Yeah, they're just pieces of shit. That's all I'm gonna refer to them as POS one and POS two. So that that sounds perfectly good to me. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm just just kind of looking at a news article uh, about the dating shooting, Dayton mm-hmm. shooting. Um, because apparently, uh, he traveled to this place with his sister and his sister's boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, he left the bar that they were in. Um, there's also, they're saying that he staked the place out before. Um, there's a strong possibility it's not confirmed, but I don't know. Um, anyways, he went to his alley, pulled a gun from his car and started shooting at one bar and then actually ended up killing his sister and injuring her boyfriend. The boyfriend actually survived. But, um, they're saying that he had an obsession with violence and he, or he, like he was expressing desires to commit a mass shooting. So like generally there was. There were signs, and, like, no one did anything. No one did anything to stop it, you know? Yeah. That seems to be kind of a... Uh, a recurrent theme. Uh, yeah, a recurring theme in all these. Yeah. Um. The whole, th- like, what was the... 41 shots in 30 seconds. He killed his sister and the eight others, and there were 17 people injured by the gunfire. Um, and then there was two dozen overall... Uh, because some people were hurt while trying to run away, mm-hmm. like getting stampeded on. Um, that's about all I have to say on that one. Um, yeah, real piece of shit. Going to the El Paso, the Silo Vista shooting, which is crazy because uh, me and my wife used to live about 15 minutes down the road from there. Actually, not 15 minutes, a little less. We used to live in a little apartment complex because we could actually see the Silo Vista, like, it's literally right down the street from where we used to live. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd go to that Walmart. Because this Walmart, there's a Sam Clubs right next to it. Then there's a Hooters. There's a movie theater. And then yeah. there's an actual like, little mall. 
Yeah, when when uh when Moon and I were talking about it, um, she thought it was at the mall. It was at the uh, Walmart. Yeah, it was, I, I told her it, was, it happened at the Walmart, but it's just because because it's. I think I mentioned the mall because you had told me that. Yeah. You guys lived there. Well, I mean, it's it's a part of the complex. Like it's the whole same thing. Like yeah, they're right next to like each it's other. Like at the plaza. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this guy actually survived. The the last guy died. They, which also, like. Fucking retarded. Pardon my French, but it's it is fucking retarded that how they handled this guy. Like they walked him away in handcuffs, like treating him like a a, a human being. Still, basically, I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, just, it there makes are so many mad. other cases of of a uh, of a uh, police brutality and yeah, for no reason, just like for like there's no other way to put it either. Like it's because this guy was white. Yeah. Um. They, I'm glad you said it, and not me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, if I were to say something like that, it would come off as biased. Yeah. Because I'm not white. But I mean, that's honestly that's that's what comes to mind. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Down to the fact that this motherfucker had a hit list of the people that he was targeting. Yeah, and he wrote letters afterwards saying that he was targeting Hispanic people. Yeah. Altogether, like he had a Facebook. That was deactivated the day that he went to go shoot. Um, and basically, it was all stuff. He was supporting the wall, like, saying that this was what we need in America. And Yeah, because me. a wall is going to keep criminals out. That's, I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking infuriating. It's not going to... It's going to keep... Like, the criminals are still going to come in. It's going to keep the people that actually need help to come over, you know, that are trying to leave... Uh, and make better for their lives. Yeah. You know? Just makes it harder on them. Um, <sighs> yeah. I, I, that's all I have to say on that one. I don't want to talk too much on it either. It's no, just, that, that's fine. It just goes in like... I don't know. I think it's just a decline in people altogether. You know? Yeah. People are just getting shitty and shittier. You know? Like... Yeah, and just just uh, to hit a note on that topic about about the about the wall, the wall isn't gonna do jack shit because no. most illegal immigrants don't come here by jumping over a fence. No, they 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 come here through other means. So building a wall is pretty much just America fucking waving its dick at the people that it deems as undesirables and wasting our fucking tax money on that shit too. Yeah, what it could be going for so much other shit. So much other shit. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, and it's quite honestly, it's not going to happen because you can be the most fucking Trump-loving motherfucker out there. The Senate will never allow it to pass because even those that are on their knees sucking Trump's dick, mm-hmm. even they know that it's a stupid fucking idea because that's not how immigrants get in. It's not realistic, and how is this guy going to be the president with that? That's so that still dumbfounds me too. Like, I don't know. when when he announced that he was running, I thought it was a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, that brings us into our our debate topic, and that is the the thing that happens time and time again after we get these horrific shootings. Um, the thing that takes the blame is video games and, and, you know, violent media. I have an article here from financial times and it's a, it's a bit of a long one. So bear with me. 
the article is titled, Do Video Games Encourage Violent Acts? No. Following mass shootings in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio, that claimed 31 lives, Donald Trump called out gruesome and grisly video games for contributing to the glorification of violence in our society. Dan Patrick, lieutenant governor of Texas, went further, saying the gaming industry teaches young people to kill. Games have long been blamed for degrading young minds, with violent video games being prominently implicated in U.S. mass shootings such as Columbine in 1999, Virginia Tech in 2007, and Sandy Hook in 2012. The hashtag, video games are not to blame, soon started trending on Twitter in response to Trump's statement. But looking at the science, does playing violent games actually encourage violent acts? Academics have shown varying results, but slowly a consensus is forming. Several recent studies, including a compelling report from the Oxford Internet Institute, found no connection between violent games and aggressive behavior in teens. Another useful perspective is to compare national statistics. No correlation is apparent between video game spending per capita and violent crime. If there were, countries such as Japan or South Korea, where more money is spent on games per capita, would have similar rates of violent crime to the U.S. In fact, their violent crime rates are among the lowest in the world. Mm -hmm. Games are blamed for real-world violence because they are an easy target. In these recent shootings, they have again become a scapegoat, distracting from more complex and systemic causes of youth violence. In particular, they shift the blame from prevalence of real guns to virtual ones. This aligns neatly with the interests of the U.S. gun lobby. The NRA's chief executive, Wayne LaPierre, once called video games a callous, corrupt, and corrupting shadow industry that sells and stows violence against its own people. Even if they don't cause mass shootings, the ultraviolence of contemporary games still warrants scrutiny. Today's virtual gore is more realistic than ever, with series such as Mortal Kombat delighting in spine-chucking organ-slicing fatalities. Grand Theft Auto has been criticized for its moral ambiguity, allowing players to steal, murder, and mow down pedestrians by the dozens, without significant consequence. One American detractor called the game the gravest assault upon children in this country since polio. Meanwhile, some military shooters, such as Call of Duty, are also committed to ballistic are so committed to ballistic, ballistic authenticity that they pay firearms manufacturers for the license to feature their weapons in game. When weapons, when players try these titles, more money flows into the arms trade. These games are created to satisfy a demand. Clearly, millions of players love to hack, slash, and slaughter. While this desire might be considered unsavory, it can also be understood as an outlet for our aggression and darker desires. I was going to suggest that. In a safe fantasy world where nobody dies forever. Yeah. Violence is often the central mechanic of progress and reward in games, given that developers can create anything they like from computer graphics defaulting to combat demonstrates um, a striking lack of imagination. It's not as if gamers aren't interested in violent offerings. There is a healthy appetite for sports, puzzles, and simulation games. Me, personally, I I, I like these type of like little small games. Plus their cleanup detail. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, given that that game is pretty gory, but the, 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 the game is the cleaning. Game is cleaning. Yeah, yeah, you're cleaning the shit. Yeah. Uh, there is also a community of gamers retooling violent games to pacifist ends by removing enemies, allowing players to roam unimpeded and admire the scenery, which is often intricate and imaginatively designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the mods in Skyrim that remove the enemies and you can just walk around and admire everything. Um, I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, I actually downloaded that mod uh, when I got the special edition Skyrim for the Xbox. Really? Yeah, it just takes away enemies. 
and like you don't fight at all. You just walk around and I see think everything. I remember you telling me that actually. Yeah, it's and it's really nice. Assassin's Creed Origins even provides an educational mode for schools where students can learn telematic, uh, telomaic Egypt, when st- where students can explore telomaic Egypt. I totally butchered that word. Anyway, that's all right. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins even provides an educational mode for schools where students can explore Egypt and learn more about the game's historical context, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. And uh, I don't own the game, but I have seen videos that, yeah, it's just... You go to certain locations, and it tells you about the significance of the location, and uh, and like you see like a guy praying, and uh, like people like embalming mm-hmm. someone, and it tells you about what the process was and all that. It's super educational. There's a lot of games that do that, like God of War two, like or sorry, it's God of War as well. I'm talking about God of War three. Yeah. On uh, mythology, basically. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I God I'm of a, War got me super into mythology. Yeah, I love mythology. Yeah. Like that's that's I started listening to podcasts on mythology, researching. Like mm-hmm. I'm actually incorporating it in, into D and D soon. Yeah, I first played the first God of War. I think I was like in sixth or seventh grade, and I got mm-hmm. super into mythology because of it. Yep. Um, perhaps the future is not games that encourage violence, but those that interrogate it. Mm-hmm. Series such as Hitman and Dishonored reward players who navigate their missions without bloodshed. Certain games have been praised for challenging the player's willingness to commit violence. Spec Ops The Line, a subversive shooter that nods to Heart of Heartness, uh, Heart of Darkness, leads players into chaotic battles where they may kill civilians even with chemical weapons and must then bear the responsibility and emotional fallout. In the neon-soaked Hotline Miami, you slaughter hundreds of thugs until the music screeches to a halt, leaving you to retrace your steps on a path strewn with, cor- strewn with corpses in eerie silence. These titles don't provide an alternative to violence, but they do question the thoughtlessness in which we pull the trigger. Mm. And, I mean, I haven't played Spec Ops Line, but I have heard such great things from it and how heart-wrenching the game is. Because it does, like, force you to face these things. Like, Mm -hmm. they're they're games, and that's a mentality that we we all have. Um, I mean, we've we've all played Call of Duty and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. They're games you go and you kill people and, you know, it's all fun and games. But these games take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. And they show you what just the, this mindless violence can actually do and the, the, the consequences of it. Yeah. And uh, I personally, th- those are the types of games that I uh, prefer. But that's just my opinion. That has nothing to do with the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. The topic at hand is the fact that politicians time and time again for the past 20 or so years have blamed video games whenever there is this sort of violence. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the video games aren't at fault. I mean, the vid- video games provide an an outlet. I was going to say, I always used to have it as an outlet. Because, like, growing up, I was, like, when I played video games, I was a different person. Like, I would be angry, and the, but, like, as soon as they put it down, like, all that went away. You yeah. Know? Like, I didn't hold, like, it's still, it's still hard to get me worked up, I think, but. Yeah, um, I remember one time I went over to your house and you were playing Mortal Kombat and you were angry <laughs> yelling at the TV, you're not invincible, you're not invincible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, once the game was down, I mean, you were the, the calmest, nicest guy I ever knew. Yeah, like I've actually been punched in the face before and I was just like, let it go. Yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, th- this isn't this isn't about video games. Um making people violent it it, the video games don't do that the video games provide an outlet and if nothing else like even let me just say this i have never had the desire 
to kill anyone. No. I've never had the desire to hurt someone. I mean, yeah, I've been in fights and stuff when I was a kid in high school and stuff. But that was that was different. You mm-hmm. know, that that was like me defending myself because someone was picking on me or or me defending myself because I would get jumped. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But me killing someone in a game has never correlated to me wanting to kill someone in real life. Yeah. That's not that's just not something that is in me. And most people are are like that. Most people don't have a desire to kill other people. Yeah, I could say that too. Like cuz even in Afghanistan like even like being fired upon, my goal wasn't to kill. My goal was to keep their heads down and to get them to run away for the yeah. most part. Like I I never wanted to kill anybody, you know? Like that, that's just not me. I'm not the person to just want to like shoot people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. When, when you when you told me you signed up for the army, I was very surprised because I've known you my our entire lives. Mm-hmm. But you always hear that story about uh in World War One and World War Two where the soldiers would fire above enemies' heads because they didn't actually want to kill. Yeah, and that's because us humans, contrary to possibly history and contrary to to uh to the belief of these politicians. Humans aren't murderers by nature. No. We don't we don't want to kill each it, other. It takes perversion. For it, it takes perversion. Yeah, it takes extreme perversion of ideology and extreme loyalty mm-hmm. to 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 this uh, these ideologies to make one human kill another in most cases. And these cases were 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 these fucking bastards are going out and committing these acts of violence they are definitely the outlier i mean if video games were really to blame for this you would see this sort of violence a lot more more. everywhere and it happens a lot don't get me wrong these shootings especially in recent years they've been happening a lot more Mm -hmm. but you would see it a lot more often because nowadays it's rare to find someone that doesn't play video games. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's uh something else that I wanted to hit on is um looking at not I mean obviously video games aren't to blame for this. Mm-hmm. Then what are some possibilities, so some other things that are to blame? So one we talk about a lot is mental health. Yeah something that's got to be got to be touched on it's got to be like it just doesn't seem like we're doing anything about it not no. enough at least there's so much more they could do for it you know yeah just yeah. people i don't know it's uh i don't just people are scared to come forward about it i think because there's such a stigma yeah there's, there still is even though there's a lot of people who have mental health issues yeah and there's still this stigma around it that uh like no one wants to be judged for it so they keep it inside and it festers and it becomes something that could have been fully preventable. Yeah. And um there's this podcast that I listen to that they they say that uh mental health, mental mental health issues aren't your fault, but they are your responsibility. Yeah. So it it's it, if you have any symptoms of of a of a mental health issues any any violent thoughts or any um depression or anything like that it is your responsibility to seek help 
because the help is there. And with the more people that start to do this, the less it'll be stigmatized. And it's it's not even uh, when they say get help. It's not even it can be something as little as coming and talk to a friend because I yeah. like I'll put it out there like there's especially like when you first moved up here. I was I was depressed a lot. Like I was big into depression, but you helped me out of it. Like I would talk to you and then like actually I still talk to you sometimes when I'm starting to get depressed and you help help pull me out of it. And that like that's that that's what I need. That's that helps me a lot, you know. Yeah. Um and like I've I've been a lot more open about everything even with uh with Lexi too. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I talk more about it, which is good cuz I used to just let everything bottle up, you know, and that's that's just not good. Yeah, nothing's ever going to get solved that way. No. No, and and all it can all it does is like I said it becomes something that could have been fully preventable. Yeah. Um and that I'm not not to say that all issues lead to violence. No, but it it could lead to to a, a darker headspace. I mean, I've been there. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I am a a a recovering alcoholic. It's um it takes you to dark, weird, ugly places. Yeah. <clears throat> and just reaching out, yeah, and and obviously just reaching out to a friend isn't going to fix every issue. Like it's not a a, a one solution for all. Yeah. But it could be a first step. Yeah. A first step into seeking what you actually need. So yeah, mental health is definitely a big thing. But in these cases where we have a politician who is very how can I put this? He's very not insightful. In these cases where we have a politician who is so incendiary, who is so, he's so good at manipulating people and talking into those little things in their head that they've always believed, but they they knew were wrong for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. In these days, when we have a politician who can take those little tiny thoughts and make them huge. Manipulative. Yeah, he's, we have a politician who is so manipulative and obviously he's a politician. He's not straight up going to go say, hey, go kill these people because they're undesirables. Mm-hmm. But all he has to do is plant a seed and then it grows from there. Exactly. Especially with, with yes. the, the mental, mental, uh... the, the mental, the, the, the people who have mental health issues. Yeah. People who will take what, what he is saying and make their own conclusions yes like pull out their own truth from the words and then he turns around and says oh you're sick Mm -hmm. you're mentally ill being that he was the one who implanted this idea in their heads that is it's fucked up it's infuriating yeah and i mean i don't know maybe this hits a little close to home because it's my people being targeted but it it's fucking pisses me off. It's infuriating seeing how how my people have been treated ever since this fucking bastard took office. Seeing how how they've been keeping children in cages, mm-hmm. and they've been keeping people in cages with with uh, no human rights, no privacy. They've been pe- keeping these these 
I mean, I was reading an article the other day about all the kids who have died uh, ever since being put into these fucking chicken pens mm-hmm. because they don't want them in the United States. And it's like, okay, like, I'll be the first to admit, yeah, we have an immigration problem in this country. But that's not a solution. It's keeping them in pens. Like, yeah. That's just adding to the problem. And, yeah, yeah. And then whenever I bring anything like this up, people are like, oh, well, Obama deported more people. Yeah, he fucking deported them. He didn't he fucking hold them, them in away. cages. Like, he didn't keep them in cages like fucking animals. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I could see. I could see why. It is It is pretty infuriating. Yeah. It, it, it just pisses me off. And, you know, I've been watching a new season of Orange is the New Black and mm-hmm. Ice has a lot to do with it. And, I mean, just seeing how these women are treated and everything. And let me say this. Just, just right now, let me just say this. In that show, they portray it lightly. Yeah. Based on all of the things that I've read and all of the the the, the testimonials and everything that I've been seeing and reading over the past few weeks, mm-hmm. this show puts everything lightly. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, also not to mention another possible cause is extremely lax gun laws in certain states in the states where this sort of violence is more common. Mm-hmm. And this is, Chris, I know this is where you and I have a difference in opinion. For the most part. I mean, we, we talked a little bit before the podcast. We should have said it would have been better to talk about on a here, I think. Because I think you would have been able to to hear where, like, my mind kind of changed on it, you know. Um, but that, that just comes out of, like, lack of information. Like, I don't, I don't have the information, so. Well, just, um, like, I'm just going to put my opinion out there. Mm-hmm. And you can put your opinion it, if you want to say like what your, because I'm still not entirely sure on what your mind changed on because we mm-hmm. kind of put a pin on it because we want to talk about it on the show. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'll just my opinion is uh, first off, I am pro gun. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do believe in the Second Amendment, but I also believe that it's an amendment mm-hmm. and that amendments can change. I believe that the United States Constitution is a living, breathing document that is in a constant state of change. And refusal to change any aspect of it, especially the Second Amendment, especially when you have bastards out there who praise the Second Amendment but don't know the rest of the Bill of Fucking Rights. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. And that's when I think that these people need to be educated. They need to be fucking schooled. Just to put a gangster. Um, <laughs> they, um, the Second Amendment was put in place in order for us Americans to protect against the government. In a time where the government and the people had the same type of weaponry. Mm-hmm. Those times are Long 150 years, 250 years gone now. Mm-hmm. People, let me just say this. If you want to get together and form a militia to overthrow the government with all of your your guns, with your with your AKs and your, your M16s and uh, AR-15s, even though I know they're not assault rifles, they're the rifles that have been used to kill. So let me just say this. Yeah. You can get together with all of your guns. All it takes is a drone strike to take you motherfuckers out. Yeah. We are past that. The Second Amendment, in my opinion, needs to change. And... Yeah, I, I believe that people can keep their guns, but with with limitations. There are certain things that only the military should have, only the federal government should have. 
Because even with you having them right now, it's not going to change anything if the federal government were to turn on us. Yeah. And that, that is my point of view. I think they, there needs to be changes in, in gun legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is speaking as a sort of libertarian who understands that being a libertarian isn't always the, the right course of action. Being one-track minded mm-hmm. isn't always the right course of action. That needs to be changed, not only in laws and everything, but in our own minds as well, as information becomes available. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. If you want to give your opinion, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Well, like before, I was like, I'm uh, like, I am, I'm a pro gun person. Um, I'll say that too. Um. And then before we talked, I I was very again, uh. Like I don't think people should have guns registered. I didn't think yeah. people should have guns registered. But you brought up a good point. Um, how we're talking about the um, all the shootings and them not being reported. Um, yeah, uh, since Dayton and uh, yeah, well, since the Dayton, Ohio shooting, there has been other mass shootings. They're just not being reported because Dayton was a was a big one. Yeah, there's a lot more uh, injuries and deaths. Um, but most of these are happening in states where the gun gun laws are not as heavy. Like my gun, I. I got it in Texas. Yeah. I'll say that. I got it for trading. I traded it for a TV. Like, that's how easy it was to get a gun. I traded it for a TV. Um, I didn't even have to have a bill of sale or anything. Like, and then coming to Ohio, I think what I was supposed to, I had to have a bill of sale and just let them know I had it. I think that's the extent of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, and it, it's, it, I think it's better to have everybody registered as well, just because you brought up a good point. The, the drone strikes are all it would take, not to mention tanks, like mm-hmm. body armor, like everything that they have. Yeah. And saying it, like, I don't like it, especially, like, in the news recently, too, like, it's coming coming to light. Like, there's a lot, of, a lot more shady shit going on in the government than a lot of people know. Like, how... Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't remember the guy's name. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, died in prison, uh, like in a federal prison, on suicide watch. The the day that all of this information was supposed to come to light, yeah. there is no fucking way that that would happen. Like, there is no way there was not political influence in there. Like, because a bunch of people were going to be named, who are in our, who are in charge of our country right now. Like, I don't know. It's just you can see the corruption taking place. Like. It's been there. It's just a little bit of it's coming to light, I think. And yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm sad to see where it's going from here. You know. Yeah, I mean we we live in a we live in an, in an interesting time of change, especially having a little son right now. You know, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared for his future. You know. Yeah. Let me just uh, make a, a quick side note, but uh, something about the the Epstein investigation. According to the federal prosecutors and the and the FBI agents, uh, apparently, I mean, obviously, you know how these things can change on the flip of a dime, but um, yeah. the investigation is still underway. Yeah, it's 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 still like the people who were um, into these private parties that this motherfucker would throw. Mm-hmm. The they are still under investigation, and the names yeah, might I saw still that. come out, but. You know, realistically, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a son. I don't, I don't. Uh, I love 
your kid. I love your son. He mm-hmm. he's he's my nephew. He's you know he I love him, but I don't know what it's like to have a son and to to be afraid of the world, um, for him. You know, like yeah. to to um, I mean something that my dad told me recently when I told him that we were gonna do an episode on this subject. Mm-hmm. He told me be very careful. He told me be very careful because this is a very contentious subject. Mm-hmm. And he said that you don't understand what it's like. He said, before you were born, I wasn't afraid of anything. Yeah. And now I am afraid of everything. Yep. I can see it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I obviously don't know what that's like. I don't have children that I know of. Um, but I still, I am of the mentality. And, I mean, my mentality has changed over the years on certain things. Like, before I used to be like that, too. Like, oh, no, fuck. Regist- registering arms and all that like i personally i've never liked guns yeah that's just my personal stance mm-hmm. growing up in an area where where fucking shootouts and drive-bys and shit were common the, yeah on the daily i don't like them i don't ever plan on owning a gun yeah that's not to say that i don't believe it, that uh you know here in this country we have a right to own them yeah and uh that i don't support it kind of but um to an extent to an extent yeah for um what's the word i'm just i'm tongue-tied today um i mean it's a, recreational it's, use it's like yeah shooting targets shooting clay pigeons like for fun hunting like, and shit like that yeah. yeah but that's that's the extent of it that's the only reason you should have gun uh jim jeffries says it right <laughs> but, um i couldn't I, I wish i could remember what he said it's just it, it's difficult to do an episode like this when we are just speaking about what's on our mind rather than having a script to follow. Yeah. But uh I don't know. I think it's important to give our thoughts on these things. Um But yeah, it, it um when I was younger I, I, I was I was of that mindset because I've for as long as I can remember, I've always been a libertarian. I just didn't know that I was a libertarian because I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Then when I found out about the Libertarian Party and what they mm-hmm. stood for, I was like, oh, shit, I'm a Libertarian. <laughs> and now, once again, I am in a state of change where I don't know what I am. You know, I I, I am an, an independent voter Yeah. because I vote for the things that I believe in. But the thing is that I believe in some things that the Republicans are for, and I believe in some things that Democrats are for. I believe in some things the Libertarians are for, and the Green Party, and the Communist Party, and little things here and there. Yeah. So I can't... Uh, in good faith call myself a libertarian anymore yeah like growing up i straight up thought i was republican yeah knowing nothing about politics just because my parents are republican that's how i was but democrat but i'm like how are you you are now like i same thing i agree with some things on republicans on democrats yeah um mostly I think just both of them were trying to pull bullshit on the other ones just to try and throw the others under the bus. Like it's not even about politics anymore. It's about, it's about destroying each other. And like I said, it's just, it's just sad to see now. Like, and and this, this whole thing started with, um, um, I mean, we, we've been a bipartisan country for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in the beginning of this country, when we weren't a bipartisan party country, um, it was because it w- it was still in a state of kind of figuring out what the country was. I mean, you we had the Whigs and we had the the Democrat Republicans and mm-hmm. we had the the this and that, you know. Um, even down to uh to the Civil War, um, the Republican Party was the the party that was in uh 
like in states like New York and everything, looking for progress and looking for, for um, you know, changes and everything, making making a. Uh, it was the party of the wealthy and the middle class, basically, mm-hmm. and the Democratic Party was the party of of a, uh, of a uh, anti-progressive of conservatism of a. Uh, of conservation, it was the party that that most Southerners affiliated with, mm-hmm. most uh, slave-owning Southerners affiliated with. And in the 1960s, there was a shift in the parties. Um, they 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 started uh the the Democrats, the Democratic Party started migrating up north, and they started changing. They they became more of a centrist party. Mm-hmm. And Nixon is actually the one who took the Republican Party down south, mm-hmm. and that's when all the states, the southern states, became red states. So there was there was a complete shift, and ever since then, the Re- the Republican Party became the party of the rich. And I mean, I'm just gonna put it bluntly, and uh, keep in mind that this is my opinion, and this is the way that I understand based on the research that I have done. Mm-hmm. It has become the party of the rich and of the white, and the Re- Democrat Party became the party of uh progress mm-hmm. and it stayed that way for 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 a while and now we are entering a uh, a different time where after having had the democratic party gone from being a left-leaning party to more of a centrist party in the past 10 to 15 years or so it's leaning more towards the left again and the republican party has gone far right mm-hmm. and now it is a dick swinging contest. Yeah. Instead of actual progress or conservation. I, yeah, I could see that. And that's why I say that we live in an interesting time. And we live in a time where there, there used to be a time where there was such a thing as a conservative Democrat or a conservative liberal. Mm-hmm. And there was such a time where there used to be a liberal Republican. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, that's gone. Yep. They aren't there anymore. And the people who do kind of associate that way, like I, I would probably consider myself a, a, a centrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are looked down upon because we can't pick a side or another. Yeah, And it's like, why does it have to be sides? No. We are on the side of the American people. Yeah. Each thing should, it shouldn't be like left or right. Like you should separate each and every, um, I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say here like uh problem i guess i could say like each problem should be separated yeah like it not you don't have to agree or disagree just because you're republican and democrat you know exactly um exactly and that's that's a problem that is uh in 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 citizens and in, in civilians that is a problem that is in the senate that is a problem that is in the house of uh of representatives that is a how a problem that is in all of congress in the white house and it is now and this is the scary part it is now a problem that is in the supreme court Mm -hmm. because the supreme court is now majority republican and because they are republican they vote republican yeah because that is what republicans do yeah and it shouldn't be that way Mm -mm. the court should be an impartial judge they really should (sighs) why are they going to do that like the judge the doesn't make sense like the uh fuck i am just losing all my words <laughs> when okay. you when they have a trial the people who are like actually passing the verdict like the group uh-huh. of people the jury yeah the jury there you go 
supposed to be impartial or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what the judges should be like. Like, yeah. And it's it, it's it's not. <laughs> it's it's fucking not. I mean, you have. I mean, go, taking it back to to uh, the Im- immigration, um, part of it. I mean, you have judges holding trials for children as young as three years old who don't speak English asking them to defend themselves that's so dumb three years old and because these children don't have lawyers and they don't know that they have a right to a lawyer they they're in trouble yeah that's a there's no way they can win right now (laughs) it's fucking ridiculous that's depressing I like how we just had a mini moment of silence. <laughs> like, I'm, like, just, like, I got a wave of, like, down. Like, I just, I feel like shit now. Like, well, let's, uh, let's move on to our BAMF of the week. Okay. Our badass motherfucker of the week, just in case anyone who doesn't know what BAMF stands for. Um, just full disclosure, I think I've, I heard that acronym somewhere before. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember where. And I completely stole it. And for that, I am sorry. It's a comic book term, too. Is it? Yeah. It also could stand for a fart. Oh. Who bamfed? Who bamfed? <laughs> I've never heard of fart that sounds like bamf. No, no, no. It's like someone says who bamfed, like Wolverine said it in a comic book. Before, oh. So. Well, our our bamf of the week this week is... um. I'm reading this article off of the Huffington Post. This actually happened uh, about a week ago. A guy in a green shirt has gone extremely viral after he was filmed cracking up at a pair of Donald Trump supporters who interrupted a Tucson City Council meeting to yell their anti-immigrant beliefs. The bro, the pro, the protesters, the protesters were one of uh, one of whom was wearing a "Make a Great America Great Again" cap, were kicking up a ruckus about the council's successful vote to allow a sanctuary city. Those of you who don't know, a sanctuary city is a city where uh, they. Pretty much uh, have sanctuary for, for illegal immigrants. Um, so, uh, yeah, in, in, a, in, in Tucson, they, they passed uh, a vote to, to, make the, to make it into a sanctuary city, an initiative on the November ballot, a voter-sponsored initiative that would add protections for the undocumented in Tucson. A uh, green shirt guy later identified himself on Twitter as Alex Cack. <laughs> Cack. Uh, after the video posted by Arizona journalist uh, Nick Vincent climbed rapidly in views and shares. In an interview with News 4, Tuxin, uh Cack said he couldn't see any other plausible reaction to the MAGA supporters besides laughter. He said, quote, People really took time out of their day to go interrupt a city council meeting to just yell crazy, ignorant, racist, hate-filled stuff in the most absurd manner they could possibly do it. Why wouldn't you laugh at this? He said that in this incredibly dark time filled with so much hateful rhetoric happening nationwide, he wanted to focus the attention he was receiving towards the sanctuary city measure. Ultimately, I think the majority of this country, regardless of their political affiliation, understand that the loudest voices happening right now are kind of ridiculous. And I think that laughter is resonating because I think that's kind of how people feel right now. Uh, Racking up close to 5 million views in 21 hours, Green Shirt Guy quickly soared to viral stardom, which he chose to use as a platform to promote the Sanctuary Initiative. People were also pretty impressed with the rest of the audience, which included an old man with a banjo, now now dubbed Banjo Man, 
Two older women who sang a song about sanctuary cities, a majority of attendees who booed and shouted, shut up, and a guy who told the protesters they were in direct violation of being a jackass. So, <laughs> so, uh, so this, uh, this gre- the laughing uh, green shirt guy, uh, I will put a link to the video in the description of this episode, but it, I gotta say, it's pretty funny. I mean, literally the people, these two people just stand up wearing these MAGA caps with signs and everything protesting it and the guy is literally sitting next to him just cracking up it's it's pretty funny so alex cack you are our badass motherfucker of the week and uh, let me just say as a as someone who has seen the effect of uh of, of this uh someone who knows people who have been illegal immigrants in this country Thank you. Thank you for your support. We really, we really appreciate it. And the video is hilarious. And you have a very infectious laugh. That's something I get behind that sanctuary city. Yeah. I think it should be the city's vote, like the local yeah. local votes. And then that's what it is. I mean, they, they passed uh, a vote to put it on the ballot in November. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. It should be up to the city to decide yeah. whether or not they want to support that. I don't know if people know this either, but that's that was actual a thing in... Uh, um, way back in the day, during the uh, like the Christian Crusades, mm-hmm. basically like all the people, like the gypsies and whatnot. Um, basically p- anybody who wasn't a Christian, uh, they were hunted. And, yeah. But they had sanctuary in uh, some churches. Like they got to the church and they proclaimed sanctuary, then the soldiers couldn't touch them. Yeah, and that actually started happening. They 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 started allowing that to happen because the soldiers were killing a lot of Christians who didn't look Christian, like mm-hmm. just because they were brown skinned and everything. They were looking for European-looking people, but uh, obviously they were raiding uh, Middle Eastern cities and towns and everything. Yeah. But there was a lot of Christian in those towns too. Um. Yeah. Also, uh, just 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 a quick knockback uh, to the uh, I, I believe it was the 1920s. Um, when America was bringing immigrants into this country to work, and then there was a shift during the Truman administration. Uh, in the 1950s start kicking them all out because they were taking american jobs which is something that is happening again i mean a lot of people are screaming about uh they took our germs yeah well uh i've seen um news reports about places in in oregon and california and texas and arizona looking like like pretty much putting help wanted ads on the internet because of people who have been deported and now they there are vacancies for uh for jobs that Americans don't want because they are too hard. I mean, who wants to work in a field picking strawberries all day? That's dumb. Yeah, no, but they took our gerbs. It's just frustrating. Yeah, incredibly frustrating. People, I see it all the time too. People taking for for granted the jobs that they have. They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is such bullshit!" Like, dude, you're not fucking doing anything all day. Yeah. Like, it's just a, like I don't know, different times. Yeah, different times. We are an entitled bunch. Yep. It's not just us millennials. It's everyone. We are all fucking entitled. Yeah. And believe that we are... the human race as a whole. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I just... uh... No, but... I don't know. I think it, it's... I don't have anything else to say. I don't know if you do, Chris. you have any other stories or anything? Nope, I got a story, though. Okay. All right. You said 
I asked if you had any stories. You're like, nope, but I got a story. Yep. <laughs> it's just a little quick story. It's uh, That's fine. Like, I saw the news title, I clicked it, and it made me sm- smile. It wasn't, uh, it's not very long. Like, literally, it's like five sentences. Uh-huh. The, it's on HuffPost as well. It just says, driver tries to avoid ticket uh, by, well, I'm not going to, he fixes, he MacGyvers his, uh, his turn signal, I'll say that, or his stoplight. What? He uh he fucking he used a red Gatorade. He taped it to his fucking turn signal. Um, the cop that pulled him over didn't give him a ticket either. He just gave him a warning. Yeah, because like, he get this he's like, fixed. Yeah, because he was on his way to get it fixed. So yeah, uh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, cop was cool about it. I just it. thought it was funny. The cop was laughing. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I read uh, another story. Let me let me just look it up real quick. I was gonna do a story about this guy. It's it's this guy who um. Here it is. Here's the story. I'm just gonna straight up read it from uh from NBC News. An Alabama man who authorities said kept a meth fueled attack squirrel in his apartment was arrested Thursday on multiple felony warrants unrelated to the squirrel. Narcotics investigators found uh Mickey Polk, 35. I just said his name. Whatever. While they were conducting surveillance at a hotel in Killen, according to Limestone County Sheriff's Office, Polk was arrested after he fled on a stolen motorcycle and rammed an investigator's vehicle. Uh, Polk was wanted for possession of an illegal firearm, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of drug paraphernalia. In- investigators in Athens, Alabama, searched Polk's home after uh, last week after getting a tip. The man was keeping a methamphetamine-fueled attack squirrel at the residence. Narcotics investigators arrested one man and are looking for another after they executed a search warrant Monday. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Paul uploaded a video on Facebook after the raid from the apartment with the squirrel. He acknowledged that the squirrel is aggressive and had bitten people, but denied the rodent was trained to attack. The public isn't in danger from the meth out squirrel in the neighborhood, Paul said with a chuckle. He's not on meth, I'm pretty sure. Better not find out he's on meth anyway. I don't think he likes that shit. He wrote on Facebook that he had did been. Try it. Yeah, he wrote on Facebook that he had been bottle feeding the animal since it was hours old and raising it like it was my own. Authorities said there was no safe way to test a squirrel for methamphetamine. <laughs> Stupid. So. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess moral of the story is don't keep an, a, a a methed out attack squirrel. Or if you do, keep it hidden. Yeah, keep it. Keep that shit hidden. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was just so ridiculous. I wasn't gonna do it, but then I ended up just looking it up real quick. It was a little lighthearty, like I mean, it made me smile. So yeah, I, it, it's it made me smile because it's so dumb. That's <laughs> I think it's a good way to end the uh, the episode. The, the, yeah, the depressing discussion cast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, this has been the Millennials Podcast. If you enjoy our show and you enjoy our content, if you want to hear us do more things like this, uh, let us know. Just uh, send send us email, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Um, please stop with the dick pics. I don't like them. <laughs> Y'all got some ugly dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. If you like us, share us on your story. I'll send you a heart from the bottom of my heart. Tell everyone about the show, and you know, send them this episode. Maybe who knows. Maybe we can uh, we can help some people see our side of it, even if they don't agree with us. You know, having a discussion open is always a good thing, as long as it's not being, you know, hurtful. As, as long as there's no one attacking people. I mean, there's there's no way to discuss with someone who you know you you bring out some facts and then they go, oh yeah, but you're dumb. So, uh, but yeah, just 
just because they get mad because they feel they have a feeling that they're wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. Know, I'm. I used all... to be like that. Like I used to hate getting pointed out I was wrong. Yeah, you still do. Not as much though. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I've gotten a lot better at like because I can see that I like now like uh-huh. like what I'm saying like all the talking you've done with me has helped me a lot. Like I know that I'm wrong a lot more than I knew before. Yeah. And I know that I need to see that I'm wrong. That way I can fix it. You know. Yeah. And that, that way, now we only have 20-minute arguments about a magic card instead of two-hour <laughs> arguments about a magic card. It's okay. We don't play magic anymore, so. <laughs> I hate you. I want to play so bad. We will play. Uh, I want to play okay. so bad. Um, but, yeah, this has been the Billennials Podcast. Remember, uh, video games are wrong and immigrants are evil. So, so play D&D. So play D&D. Thank you very much for listening. I am Bear. And I'm Wolf. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.